0: We're so excited for this week's episode, we got to talk to Emily Applegarth of Gamify and what we learned from her, you're going to love this episode, because she just talks about how you just get started. Even if the product's not where you feel it should be, or the service, or the technology in her case, just go, just get started, and she's done an incredible job of just diving in, even though she didn't have all the expertise, or the team, or everything surrounding her at the time that she started. She went off, and you'll hear this story, she went off to Vegas and started a trade show, and and I'm sure there was all sorts of uh, (laughs) nervousness and and challenges there, but um, you're going to hear some cool things from Emily Applegarth. So with that, let's start the show.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Midnight Founders Podcast. This week we have uh, Emily Applegarth with Gamify, and they are gamifying the sales incentives for Sales teams, so they're doing it for summer sales groups and and just any sales team, right?
0: Every industry beyond, right? That's right. The sky's the limit. And who doesn't need more gamify in our lives? Let's be honest. Come on.
2: I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact, I loved your voicemail that I just got that said. We're out gaming right now, trying to beat our highest score, so if we didn't catch it, we'll call you back. Yeah, (laughs) we
2: we like the corny voicemails for sure.
0: I love it. I love it, Emily. It's good to have you
1: here.
2: Yeah, thank you. For joining us.
1: Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, So we would love to understand more about you, uh, who you are as a founder, and also more about kind of what led you to this point. Um, Is Gamify your first startup, or did you have a startup before that?
2: Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Um, My background is not what you would expect. Um, So I majored in saxophone performance at BYU. So that's my background. You don't hear a lot of (laughs) sax. Yeah. I I love the saxophone. Right. That's cool. So I actually um, got really good at finding students uh, from a pretty young age. So I was teaching saxophone from like the age of 15 and getting new students. I loved like finding the new students and creating those relationships. And then um, I would find students for my friends. Right. And so I learned apparently in music, it's not like normal to be good at finding students. It's like you're really good at being a musician or you're really good at business. And it's pretty rare to put them together. Um, And so what I did is I started like finding students for my friends. And so I ended up starting a music school called Miles Ahead Music. Mm. So we were located in American Fork and had a building and we had like 12 teachers and 100 students. And so I was doing that for a long time. Okay, yeah. when did that start so that started in 2018 okay and then did that for a long time and COVID made that a little harder oh um, no. so it kind COVID. of forced me to to veer off into a different direction another COVID thing <laughs> yeah you go.
1: so you pivoted from school to gamify
2: yeah yeah it's kind of it's insane right so i um ended up finding a job where i could still do miles ahead music and then also do sales, right? So I found a job at a call center. Um, it was actually pretty crazy because the base salary like paid for the babysitter, right? So I went in, was like, I got to make commission. I got to do good. That's scary. Didn't right? do that type of sales before, um, but it ended up working out really well and ended up leading us to Gamify.
0: So your goal then at that other business was, okay, I got to make what I make in salary, but then if I don't make commissions, I'm going to be losing money here, so... I have to do this. Exactly. Did you have sales experience before that,
2: Emily? So no one really thought I did, but I always knew I did, <laughs> right? Because I was running a music school okay. and we were selling contracts to students Getting for, students to come for the semester. Okay. Yeah. And so that really was sales, but I never considered it sales until after um, having a traditional sales role.
0: And then I, I think I've heard this story before, Emily, where You did so well with your commissions that that was the down payment of your house or something to that effect. Is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was pretty shocking. Um, So our goal, we moved back to Utah. We were like, hey, we want to buy a house. You know, the housing market's pretty crazy. The interest rates were really low at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, in like two months of working, I was able in commissions alone um, in SPFs to Mm -hmm. earn a down payment for our first home. Um, so yeah, selling ended up working out pretty well for us, actually. Good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then, was your thought process? I wonder if I could make a company out of gamifying or doing spiffs full time. Yeah, yeah. Is that so how that happened.
2: We so I sat right next to the window. I was pretty lucky. I got the window seat, right? And we had <laughs> the only these... <laughs> one in the entire. Oh yeah. Building. <laughs> oh yeah. It was awesome, and we uh, would write leaderboards on the window with like a whiteboard marker because we didn't okay. have a whiteboard at the time and so i was right next to the spiffs like central right cuz i could always see the leaderboard and i thought i was like does that have anything to do with why you know i'm winning these competitions and i'm doing so well like maybe it's cuz i'm sitting right next to the leaderboard and so that kind of led to a lot of thought like how could we take this further and how could we give everyone that same experience of being right next to the whiteboard
0: so they could do better and know what they were doing and and in that way reach or exceed their goals that was was that the whole goal
2: exactly okay. like if i can earn a down payment for my house with spiffs couldn't everybody do the same thing
1: so what is a spiffs
2: yeah spiff so i learned the other day i, I need question. to remember the acronym it's an acronym um and it actually only has one f but it's it's sales incentives right so um specifically you'll see this a lot in like door-to-door or like call centers yeah. they're like we're gonna run a spiff and it's like whoever gets the most calls before one o'clock gets $100 or something like that. Um, and so I milked that for all it was worth at my my call center.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. When I was doing
1: summer sales, it was all about the shoes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It was, you would, the first sale of the day would get a pair of shoes. That's right. And the person that sold the most would get a pair of shoes.
0: and I was all about the Cancun trip at the end of the summer. <laughs> I was going to get that no matter Did what. Did you get it? Yeah, every year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what did awesome. you have to do to get the Cancun trip? I can't remember. You have to reach a certain amount of cells, a certain level of cells. And um, I, I that motivated me because I wanted to go to Cancun because they always plan those in the middle of January, right, when it's cold and dark and gray here. So you're thinking, okay, what better thing could I be doing than sitting on the beach? Yeah. With a pina colada, with my buds, and just having a good time. So that's what motivated me.
2: Well, hey, yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to leverage, right? Like how do we take that motivation to go to Cancun, put it in your face every single day so you don't forget and increase the ROI on those competitions.
0: Yeah. Smart. There's a lot of companies here that would need
1: that. That would have worked for me. (laughs) I never got the Cancun trip because it was like too far out there. It was like I never saw that potential. It was like I could get the pair of shoes every week. Like I could get the first sale of the day because it was instant, right? It was huh. like right there. And so you're making it possible for even that long-term goal to be kind of instant. It's yeah. right there in front of them.
0: And I guess people are motivated by different things. So that makes a lot of sense. You know, you yeah. want to adjust to those that are short-term rewards and those that are long-term rewards and everything in between. Right?
2: Exactly. And we're, we're enabling companies to be able to do that. Kind of one of the big things we've heard from companies is, Hey, we want to have the daily, hourly, weekly, monthly competitions, but it's really, really hard to manage that many competitions at one time. So we're losing people that, you know, they want to win that Cancun trip, but they're, they're only able to focus on the shoes every day, but we're losing those people because we cannot run those short-term competitions effectively. And so that's what we come in and we do. And we're like, Hey, we have an easy way to facilitate that.
0: Well, you're definitely in the perfect area for summer sales companies, right? There's a lot of them here in this area. Yeah, so, so, that's so many. Cool. Yeah. Um, what has been the craziest thing you've seen in this industry, or or as a founder just cranking away, you know, all night long, making it happen? What what has been the story that sets sets everything else apart?
2: Yeah, you know what comes to mind first is um, <laughs> so there's this big trade show. It's called Pest World. And everybody goes to it, and we, we knew we wanted to be in the pest control industry because they're running incentives like all it's the time. It's called
1: Pest World?
2: Yeah, it's called Pest World. It's like, like Disney World, but for pest control, right? <laughs> pest control. <laughs> Yeah. So it's
1: anti-pest world. <laughs> anti-pest world. That, that is true.
2: Yeah. Kill pest world.
0: Kill them faster, better, harder. Anyways, <laughs> sorry.
2: Yeah, no, you're good. Is it's, that the one in Chicago? Um, well, it, it changes every year where okay. it is. This time, thankfully, and I'll tell you why, it was in Vegas. Mm. Um, but this year it's in Boston. And I think... Next year, it's in Honolulu. So oh, we're going to be in Honolulu soon. i on <laughs> nice. that Cancun
0: theme. I'm seeing a yeah. theme here. There we go.
2: Yeah, we're so excited. But we were glad it was in Vegas because we signed up like, I swear it was like three days before the event started. We're like, hey, do you guys have a booth available? And they're like, we have one left. And so we bought it and then went to uh, Cougar Creations and printed off like the worst uh, backdrop ever. Um, printed out some business cards and then I got in my car and I drove to Vegas um, and it was it was pretty crazy
0: (laughs) scrappy and making it happen right
2: yeah but I'm really glad we went because it really launched um, gamify we consider that our launch date was at pest world
0: so so you're glad you did it what would you have done differently because I understand you just you're coming off of another trade show just after this last weekend and that one was a totally different experience yeah. So what, what would I have difference? done differently? Yeah. I mean,
2: could we have signed up for Rev Road sooner? And <laughs> maybe that would be the <laughs> difference. Rev Road helped us with this trade show that we just went to SolarCon and everybody was like, wow, your branding's so great. Like all of your materials are so professional. And I'm just thinking, like, you should have seen us six months ago at Pestworld because it was a very different experience. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So progress there then for sure. Wasn't there oh, yeah. something that used to be in the logo? Was I, I think I remember there's like some disconnect between you two
0: about the logo.
1: Yep. <laughs> it was
0: the toggle. It was the Nintendo oh, yeah, yeah, toggle. Right. Switch, like the right? old
1: Nintendo controller.
0: And uh, we were like, Emily, we love it. And it's so cool, but it's got to go. It's just not going to show the right look for your company. And I think yeah. that it was validated this past weekend. It, it right? was
2: validated for sure, because I was on a call with, um, I won't say the name of the company, but one of the larger solar companies in the nation. I was there at their headquarters and I looked at my computer because David, our CEO, joined over Zoom and I could see our old logo. Mm. And it was so funny because now I look at it completely different. It kind of looks looks like a cross with a G in the middle with like a Trinity sign above it so every time David would speak it was like it's God on the phone and I was like (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so glad that we changed our logo because it looked like religious or something I always thought about it as Nintendo you know but now I see things a little differently
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's probably really helpful to be able to take us take a step back because you're so invested and it's just like right in front of your face and so you're probably blind to a lot of things when you're starting a business like that
2: yes absolutely
0: well and and to your credit and everyone else on the gamify team you're very open to feedback and willing to explore other options and 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 when you do that as a as a humble founder things tend to go in your favor more
2: if you surround i mean everyone says that if you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you you're going to go really far Mm -hmm. right and that's what we've been able to do at rev road like i'm not a marketing guru and i'm not a branding guru right i know how to do sales and that's really really helped us but i'm really grateful for you know the different teammates that we have that have really filled in for the gaps we have as a team
1: so before you started the music school did you think that you had a gift in sales or was it kind of a surprise to you or did you kind of know that it was gonna be okay?
2: You know, that was actually really crazy too. And looking back, it was a little risky. I shouldn't have taken so many risks, but I'm, I guess I'm glad I did, cause it worked out. Um, no, I didn't think I was good at sales. I was just like, I didn't even know it was sales. I was just like, I know how to find students. I can find students mm. and I'm, I really believe that. So we signed a year lease before we had the students lined up, <laughs> right, wow. and this was based off of like just our own like college income. We're like, yeah, we can float this for a month, and then we're kind of screwed after that, right? Um, but we were able to build up the school in enough time. Like in that month, we found enough students to to make the the payments, right? So, um, no, I didn't think I was good at sales, but I had faith in something because it ended up working out.
1: <laughs> that's incredible. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, you know, we've, we've interviewed quite a few people and that theme is pretty consistent with entrepreneurs. They're willing to kind of take a risk and bet on themselves, even if they don't have everything worked out. Um, My dad started a cabinet shop, for instance, back in the eighties and he started it without a, without a truck. So, <laughs> you know, so it's crazy. the same That's pretty thing with crucial. you. That's you need that Yeah, right? yeah for sure. But like you also need somebody to pay your mortgage or the rent on the building. So, you kind of did that same thing just stepping into the dark before you have all the answers.
0: And I love that leap. I mean, I'm thinking about that first trade show in Vegas again. I'm sure you got to Vegas and you're like, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing here?" And then you got on the trade show floor and you're like, "What am I really doing here?" <laughs> And what, I mean, what, what was that experience like? I mean, sure. That was overwhelming, right?
2: Yeah. You know, we didn't know what we were doing at all, but we got there and we're like, Hey, you know, people come up and you just get their contact information and talk to them after the show. Right. Like that's how it goes. And we weren't expecting a lot of people to come over to the booth. Um, but we actually had one of the most successful booths at the trade show and ended up, um, talking to several people after the event. I can't remember. It was like almost a hundred people that we talked to after the event. Um, so for us, that was huge because they're coming to us. We didn't have any like giveaways or anything like that. It was just, hey, if you like what we're about, if you like our product, talk to us. We don't really have anything else to give. <laughs> so
0: Emily, is that when you were using the arcade game in your booth?
2: That That's true. I did own a yes. Mortal Kombat machine and I did <laughs> I take that, that with me. So I do think that attracted a few people over.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Thinking a Mortal Kombat machine, like a big like...
2: Yeah. Like an arcade. arcade game. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah we're, we're nerds at my house. Who wouldn't come to that booth? Let's be <laughs> honest. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. It was really fun.
0: Um, Emily, this is, um, so exciting to sit here with you and, and, um, also I'd love to, um, you know, just give credit to the fact that you're a female founder, right? And a mother of two children and a wife and everything. And, uh, that's always so cool for our listeners to hear. How do you balance all that in the crazy life of a founder?
2: You know, I don't know that I have the best advice for this, um, but like my kids are on this journey with me. My husband's on this journey with me. And so we've all had to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, but really, I just <laughs> get my husband to do a lot more than he thought he was going to do. Like every day, it's just a little bit more and a little bit more. And I think one day he's going to be like, Emily, like <laughs> what the heck are we doing here? Um, but he he's just super supportive. Like right now, he cleans the house. He does everything. He watches the kids. Like, you know, it makes it possible for me to go after my dreams, but he knows, you know, he's as invested in this as I am. Mm. And so we're in it together as a team. So I guess like my advice to, to people going into this, just make sure everyone in your household is bought in with you when you start a venture.
0: Great. Love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got consistent messages from, from other guests as well Mm -hmm. that, you know starting starting with that point of understanding that it's going to be a really difficult road and you're going to have bumps and it's yeah. not a traditional nine to five job um i think starting with that understanding and and having everybody on the same page is crucial to success because there is no there is no nine to five in no. entrepreneurship like you're going to be on the phone late at night. You're going to have to take calls after hours. You're going to have to be willing to do stuff on the weekends. So with that, that's kind of the theme of the podcast is the Midnight Founders podcast. We're embracing that idea that it's not a nine to five. It's sometimes a five to nine, or some people have said you pick the 12 hours that you work every day. (laughs) So with that idea, like what, um, what advice do you have or what, what have you seen that's helped you guys be successful so far?
2: Um, the title of the podcast really resonates with me. Um, I remember when I came to Rev Road the first time they were like setting up 9am meetings and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there. Just keep in mind, like I'm up till like three or four in the morning, every single night, um, working on this. That's still the case. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. Thankfully, um, you know, we have a few people helping us and so I only work like 12 hours a day now. So it's not, (laughs) it's (laughs) not nearly as bad, um, as it was before, but, um, Um, advice around like a schedule yeah I I just think find what works for you Um, and if you are going to work into the night like I honestly still have nothing against that I think it's great like if you want to work into the night that's awesome just make sure you're getting enough sleep um, because you'll think you know I'm going to put everything into this. Like I can skip meals. I can never sleep and it will be fine. And then you're going to find yourself like talking weird in interviews (laughs) or you're going to be like stuttering or something that doesn't normally happen. And you're going to see your performance go down. Mm -hmm. And so it, it took that happening for me um, to finally say, you know what? Like I do need to get my eight hours of sleep and and eat meals and things like that.
0: That's (laughs) good. Good advice. Emily, you've recently um, put some additional information on LinkedIn. Tell us what that information was and how that's come about.
2: So every month uh, we've been growing like crazy. Like every month is our best month, right? Um, but this month we have 7 x So we are having the best month yet. That's and a gamified month right there. Yeah, it's a gamified <laughs> month for sure. Uh, and next month is going to be equally as amazing. And so, um, yeah, really excited about that. So Good. you
1: 7X'd. This month.
2: This month, So yeah.
1: <laughs> for our listeners, that would be like you guys made $10 in revenue last month and you made <laughs> 70 in revenue
2: this month. Yeah, except it was <laughs> a little more than that. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
1: incredible that
0: growth. Incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been um, so amazing. And there's a lot of things that went into that. But I will say having a good team is really important because once we got that team in place is when I really feel like we've been able to, to grow at this rate. Um, and then just making sure like, you know, we're, we're working with Rev Road, right? And so we knew this whole time as we were like creating this relationship with them, that this growth would happen. But making sure and taking time on that relationship is so important. And that's what we did like the first two or three months with Rev Road. And then we got to this point where it was like, all right, we're ready to go. And then it just started exploding. Um, and so yeah, the relationships with your team are crucial into having that growth, I think.
1: I was there when you pitched. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. So I was there at the very beginning. That's uh, so cool. It's been fun to see the the growth and and hear the stories and watch on LinkedIn. So yeah, congratulations. I'm really excited to see what the next few months look like. But uh, tell us what's on the horizon.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I can't obviously say the names of the accounts, but we have some pretty big accounts that we're working with. Um, and a lot of them actually came from Solarcon. And so that just happened. Um, we So I'm going to uh, do like a little ad for growth to success. It's a company that we met while we were at Solarcon. And I saw them and they were like closing deals at their booth. Mm. And I don't know if they want me to say their numbers, but it was like an outstanding amount that they were closing every single day. And we were just trying to like set appointments and I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, why not just try to like sell here at the event? Um, And so with that, we've been able to bring in a lot of new clients um, and some of them are pretty massive And we're really excited to to work with them and we're we're building a lot of trust with them right now. And it's um yeah, so that's what's on the horizon is is working with some really large, amazing, amazing companies in the area.
1: And the company's ready to grow and scale. You guys are prepared for that type of growth.
2: Oh yeah. We are so ready for that. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Emily's been building the foundation from the beginning, haven't you?
2: Yeah. And then David too, you know, David, he's He's awesome. Um, So he's our CEO, but he also built the product. Um, And so he has had growth in mind from like day one. A lot of startups, what they'll do is they'll build their product in a way that's not super scalable, but they're like, we'll figure it out later, right? Right. But what David did is he built a program, I'm not super technical to be able to explain it all, but he built it in a way that we could have an infinite amount of users and have a super secure platform from day one. And so that's been really great because we haven't had any roadblocks going from, hey, we've been working with companies with under 100 people to now over 3000 people.
0: And what what is the relationship with David with you? Oh, yeah. I always think that's so cool.
2: Yeah, so David is my dad. Um, Whenever people ask how we met, we say at birth, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he is my dad.
0: That's awesome. So cool. Well, you must have some incredible recruiting abilities if you can bring your dad into your company and get your husband on board with the company and your kids are helping with the company. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, David was going to start a company regardless. He was at this point where he's like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. He's an entrepreneur. He is like so into that. And he was building this company to get people to do more and to like get off the couch and work together as a community. And he wanted to gamify life. Um, That is Mm. still something we really want to do. Um, but at the time I was working at this call center and I was, you know, having my own problems over there and I was telling him about the problems we were were experiencing. Because you were
0: making all the spits, right? (laughs) So what were the problems?
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's things that happen, um, at any, in any work environment where I didn't feel like I was always getting the recognition, um, that should come along with being a top performer. Right. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot of
0: overtones as to why gamify is the way it is. you Jake? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so we wanted to democratize data for everybody. Um, and so put everybody on an even playing field. And so when I would call my dad up about that and, you know, just have like father daughter conversations about the problems we were experiencing, Mm. there was a light bulb moment when we were both just like, wait a minute, why not just gamify sales and we can democratize data for everybody like from the get go. And so that's what we're doing today.
0: Yes. I love that story. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Emily, um, as you look back over this experience, you know, let's, let's fast forward years into the future, right? What do you hope people remember you for or gamify for? Like, what is the legacy you want to leave?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, first of all, like we want to serve our clients. So if our clients can walk away and be like, wow, like our company improved so much, like we had, Way better retention. We made so much more money, and with that money, we were able to reward our reps. Um, that is definitely on the forefront of my mind right now. But from like a, a employee perspective, if we can make their jobs better and give them some more joy every single day in what they do at work, that's going to be the biggest the biggest win. And then obviously, like for women and for minorities, democratizing data and giving them that even playing field at work. That's exactly like why I'm here.
1: Awesome. Well, so if if there is a solar company at SolarCon that didn't talk to Gamify, then they're missing out.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. They're behind the
1: eight ball and they should probably reach out. So how do they get in touch with you?
2: Yeah. Well, I've actually had several, by the way, reach out to me since then. They're like, Hey, I've been seeing a lot of buzz on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yes. I think I missed out. Let's get a demo. So Um, But yeah, you can, you can reach out to me directly um, or you can go on our website and fill out the form and we'll, we'll reach out fast. Like if we see a form submission come in, we're on it because we think leads coming in through the website are magic. We're always going to get to it right away.
0: What's the website?
2: It's gogamify.com.
0: Cool. Awesome. Last piece of advice, Emily. I mean, you've had those moments where you're like, I can't keep doing this. This is just killing me. What do you tell entrepreneurs that are in that moment?
2: Just keep pushing through, you know, you don't, I mean, I know there's a whole like sunk cost fallacy, but with startups, that's, it's a little different, right? Because you put in all this time and when you come up against a roadblock, that's almost a good sign. Because if you can like push that down and keep going forward, then you have done more than anyone else before you has done. Um, but yeah, there's so many times where, where it's been like, oh my gosh, what are, what are we doing? But Startups are all about solving a problem. Mm-hmm. And that means solving problems within your startup too, not just for the customer, right? And if you can do both, you're going to win.
0: Over and over and over again, right? Yeah, over <laughs> and over. That's awesome. Emily, thanks for coming to be part of our podcast today.
2: Yeah, thank you for we having me. look
0: forward me. to the awesome success that Gamify is going to have in the future.
2: Thank you.